0: You're listening to a message from Victory Dumaguete. We are on the third and last installment of our series called In Time. So this is the third one. What I love about this is this series that we are having uh, points us straight to Christ. That's what I love about this Christmas series of ours when we're looking into the book of John. It tells us that, you know, Christmas is not about us. Amen? It is not about us. So that's why I said a while ago, I pray that, you know, our Christmas will not just be a nostalgic one. But I pray that it will be a Christ centered one. Amen? That we're not just, that you know, in this season, our hindi lang po captured yung emotion natin. Okay, but I pray that it will enforce our devotion rather. If you have been with us the past three Sundays, you know that we have been looking into John chapter 1. We started looking into Jesus as the Logos uh, the first week, and Tom last Sunday preached about Jesus being the life or the giver of life. Jesus being the life giver. And we said that, you know, He's not just a creator of all things, but He's also the giver of spiritual life. That's why we have to be birthed again in the Spirit for us to experience a vibrant relationship with Christ. And as we are ending our series here this morning, uh, allow me to just give us a perhaps a brief summary of the book of John. This is for all of us. So the reason why I want to bring out this one-line summary perhaps is, like what I said, unlike the synoptics, Matthew, uh, Mark, and Luke, the manner at which John presented the gospel is straightforward. I said that you know from the get-go, di you ba? Know, Tesla. He went pedal to the metal in saying that you know that in uh, rather in heralding or preaching the divinity of Christ. So here's a brief summary of the book of John. Jesus is God, therefore you must worship Him. Jesus is God, and therefore you must worship Him. We say that unapologetically, and I want us to understand that at the end of the day, our only role is to worship Him. Amen? Now, let's look into John chapter 1, verses 1 to 14 once again. We won't be reading the entire prologue as we did two Sundays ago, but we'll read rather verses 1 down to verse 14. It says here, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In Jesus, in him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John the Baptist, But all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave their right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of men, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father full of grace and truth. Join me in prayer. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, even as we celebrate Christmas, Lord, it is our prayer, Lord, that you would do a deep work in every single one of us, God. God, I thank you, Lord, that even as we bring together with us, Lord, in our Christmas celebration, Lord, the many uh, perhaps pains of this year. God, I thank you, Lord, because you're making us understand that you still are sovereign and nothing has changed. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that we will all understand the purpose and the True meaning of Christmas, that we will celebrate it the right way together with our family and friends. We live this happy, Lord. Bless the preaching of your word here this morning. We live this happy, God. In your name we pray. Amen and amen. Allow me to share something for a while. I'll bring out what I want to convey as early as now. And here it is The darker the night, the brighter the light. Amen. The darker the night, the brighter the light. I have to say that on the onset so that we would understand what this sermon, this Christmas sermon is going to be about. That we as Christians look and understand. We understand and we look to the Lord Jesus Christ as the light of the world. Amen? He illuminates and we reflect actually the glory of God in this sense. In the year 2020, a lot of crazy things have happened. We don't even have in that photo, perhaps, your own pains, your own hurts, the things that you've gone through personally or as a family this year. We get to read them in the, uh, in the offering envelopes. We do pray for them. We a many requests for pastoral services. Like what I said when we started off this series, we've, we know of people who've lost loved ones in this season. You know, 2020 has been, to a certain extent, it has been a crazy year, right? But like what I said, the darker the night, the brighter the light. You know what? A few nights ago, I brought Rian to go stargazing. Well, it was actually the other way around. You know, um, she brought me to stargazing because I've never done stargazing ever before. You know, uh, you know, coming from the stargazing, I realized, my goodness, this is such a Christian thing to do. Okay, um, it was just a perfect, it was just a perfect time because it was cloudless, it was moonless, and you know, you could see all of these stars uh, in the skies. And, you know, um, it brings you to an attitude of worship. There's nothing else to lie under that majesty of, of the night. You'd find yourself worshiping God. We we ended up worshiping that evening. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because, like what I said a while ago, uh, you know, darkness is such a what? Darkness is such a perfect backdrop for the light to shine. All right. So if your current reality, if darkness is your current reality right now, whether spiritually, or emotionally, or financially, economically as a nation, if darkness is our current reality right now, it gives us a picture that we can hope in Christ because this is the time that He shines brightest, that the gospel will shine the brightest okay so we are ending this series on the first chapter of john and this is what we have so far we have seen jesus being represented in metaphoric languages first one we saw john you know john is such a brilliant man for him to do this he was uh represented as the word and last week he was represented in a metaphoric language as the life today as we end this series we will look at jesus being represented in a metaphoric language as a light so let's look into the frequency of the word light first so if you look at john chapter 1 verse 4 to 9 okay allow me to read verses 4 down to verse 9 it says there in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it there was a man sent from god whose name was john He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, and that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Okay, now, look at this one. This is quite interesting. That's verses 4 down to verse 9. I highlighted for all of us the word light, and I'd like for it to see the frequency at which this word appears, the word light. Look at this one. In a span of what? In a span of six verses, the word light appears six times. Interesting, right? We were all taught that if we are to look into a passage, and a certain word keeps repeating itself, it tells us that there's something that we have to look into it, this passage. It tells us that this word is very important. It demands our attention. And I want you to understand that this is not something that was random. John carefully placed it here. While John was writing this, he was not doing a finding Waldo thing. He's laying this open for every single one of us to see this word light that appears six times in these verses. Certainly, John is drawing our attention into the word light as we pertains to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, let's talk about light in general. Okay, we think of light, well, at least for someone who's not inclined into physics, whose major is not physics, I think of light as an on and off switch. That's how I understand what light is. You know, the problem with that is that sometimes we are so used to having light that we aren't fascinated by light anymore. Right? When are the times that you appreciate light? Right after a blackout, isn't it? We're so used to having light. We're so used. To, we're so used to having our screens. We're so used to having uh, no echo that we aren't fascinated by light anymore. Okay. So in general, to my thinking, uh, every time I think about light, I think about this light. I think about a lamp post. I think about a light bulb. For me, light is static. That's it. You know, it's uh, if it's not moving, if it's not like these kinds of light, for me, it's boring. Now, allow me to share with you, You know I ask you know, to prepare for this preaching, I asked one of our former students who's part of the physics department of the University of the Philippines, Diliman now, he's uh, taking his master's in physics and is teaching some subjects in physics, and I asked him, would you define for me what light is? All right, so I want to ask experts, and here's what he has to say. Again, I'd like for you to listen to this. He said, light isn't different from the ripples we see on water. Okay, it is made up of electric and magnetic fields in space. But at the same time, he says, it is also not different to solid objects we see every day, say, like a ball. So light is odd, he says, in a sense that it has a duality of a wave and particle. What is amazing is that we are immersed in it. But we usually do not realize it because we only see a little fraction of it. Light, according to him, contains a lot of information and is not limited to what we see. Right? You folks understand that? Obviously not, okay? Partially perhaps. Again, that's the point. That's the point. We cannot fully understand what light is. And I'd like for us to understand, this is the metaphor. This is the metaphor that John is using to describe or point people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at light further. Now in the scripture. Not in science. That was science. Now let's look at uh, the word light in scripture. But not in the entire scripture. Okay? Because we don't have the time for that. Let's look at the word light only in the gospel of John. The book that we're looking into. Now, if you look at the word light. If you look at light. Jesus being referred to as light. It's actually littered all over the book of John. Look at this one. The metaphor of light in the book of John appears in these verses. John chapter 1, verses 4 to 9, the verses that we have today. The word light, the metaphor of light, appears also in John chapter 3, just two chapters after that. John chapter 5, verse 35. John chapter 8, verse 12. Powerful verse, wherein Jesus himself claims that he is the light. John chapter 9, verse 5. John chapter 11, verse 9 to 10. John chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. Interesting, right? What did I say, if you remember, on the first Sunday, when we read this entire passage, John chapter 1, we said that it was a, it was just a section of a certain book. It was a prologue, right? It was a prologue. Now, we understand that a prologue is a preliminary story that establishes the main theme that you have in the entire book. So rightly so, you know, patikim lang po yung prologue. When John was writing, giving the metaphors Jesus as the light, and then we understand that, you know, all over the book of John, indeed, there is a running theme. There is a running theme wherein with Jesus, we see Jesus being referred to as light. Now, here's what we're going to be doing. We will look into several verses here today. We will be covering, of course, John chapter 1, verse 4 to 9. But we will be using the other verses wherein we've seen Jesus being referred to as the light. To understand the first chapter of John look at this one John chapter 1 verse 4 it says here in him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and look at this one and would you please read this with me for a while and the darkness has not overcome it this is in John chapter 1 verse 4 these same lines also appear in John chapter 12 verse 35. John chapter 12 verse 35 it says here, so Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light he says, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. So, here's how you ought to understand this. I have underlined these words that I want us to zero in at least for in this section. Look at this one. John chapter 1 verse 4 it says here, darkness has not overcome it. John chapter 12, verse 35, lest darkness overtake you. Alright, you see the you see the similarity at which John wrote this? Now, here's what we need to understand. Obviously, other than the word light and darkness, which we will talk about later, there's one word here that we need to understand. And this is the key word here in John chapter 1, verse 4 as well. uh, Verse 5 rather. Okay, and it is the word, would you guess it? The word overtake. It is the word overtake we see it in John chapter 12 verse 35 and John chapter 1 verse 4. So let's try to understand this as we look at the word overtake. The word overtake here in its original Greek is the word katalambano and it is what does katalambano means? The word katalambano means to apprehend. If you start understanding this, you will see what John is apt to hear. So it is the word apprehend. What comes into your mind? when you hear the word apprehend. It's something like this. If you're doing something wrong, you will be apprehended. Do you folks realize that the presence of a police officer will either make you feel secure or make you feel afraid? If you know that you are a law-abiding citizen, if you know that your motorcycle is registered, you're not afraid of any checkpoints. But if you know for a fact that your, your muffler is just so noisy, You will stay away from checkpoints. Different perspective, one person. Now, the word apprehend here is the Greek word katalambano, and it simply means to apprehend. In essence, so you could say that in John chapter 1, verse 4, darkness has not apprehended the light. And then, or in John chapter 12, verse 34, you can say, less darkness will apprehend you. Okay, now, w- why am I sharing this? In essence, what it means is in John chapter 1, verse 4, it simply means that darkness cannot apprehend the light. But it also says in John chapter 12, verse 35, now this is talking about you. It says that if you do not walk in the light, darkness will apprehend you. In short, so uh, what do we make of those verses then? Darkness cannot apprehend the light. All right, got it. John chapter 12, verse 35. If I don't walk in the light, darkness will apprehend me. So, what summary can we take from that? Okay, what conclusion rather can we take from that? Here's a conclusion light will always triumph in darkness. Light will always triumph in darkness. That's why we said a while ago the darker the night, the brighter the light. I had a biology professor back in college, I think some of you know him, you know, Professor Roy DeLeon, he would always ask this question, so, every time we are in an ethics class and my brilliant classmates would, would, would give him good answers, he would always ask the question, so, and I felt like asking that question as well. All right, light will triumph over darkness, so, so what? It's good for us to ask that question. What now if uh, light w- will always triumph in darkness? So perhaps the question is, why can't darkness overcome the light? What is our assurance that light will go on and completely overcome darkness? What is our assurance? Kasi puminsan, ganyan tayong mga Krisyano. Alam kong sabi sa Bible yan, pero totoo ba talaga yan? Mangyayari ba talaga yan? Do you folks realize that unbelief is a Sin? So sometimes, I don't know with you, but there, there are people who would question their salvation. That's why they need assurance of their salvation. So in the same way here, what is our assurance that indeed light will really triumph over darkness? That is what we will attempt to answer here today, okay? So, but before we go there, let's try to understand first the conflict between light and darkness. In order for us to understand that, let's look at these verses four. It says here in verse 5, The light shines in the darkness... And the darkness has not overcome it. So if you look at these verses right here, we ask this question, what is the light again? Wrong question. Because the right question is what? Who is the light? Who is the light? Okay, it says the logic of John was simple. Why do we ask who is the light? Because if you understand, here's the logic of John. The logic of John says the light is the life and the life is the word and the word is Jesus so you don't ask what is the light we ask rather who is the light this is the right question here because this is the logic that john wrote here so when john said the light shines in the darkness the light is the life the life is the word the word is the word is jesus so in essence here's what john is saying When he said, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. What he was essentially saying was, Jesus has come into a dark world and is now the light of the world. This was what Princess was reading a while ago. This is your Christmas story. That in the darkness of the night, you know, the light of God pierced through to signify that the work of redemption, friends, have started. Jesus, if we look at these verses, it gives us a picture that it was Jesus who came into a dark world and now He's the light of the world. Look at this one. Like what I said, we will be using some of the verses found in the book of John. In John chapter 8, verse 12, here's what He says. Again, Jesus spoke to them. Look at this one saying, I am the light of the world. Do you have friends who would come to you and say that? Abay, ako ang suga sa kalibutan. Doesn't make sense. It will only make sense to someone who is telling the truth. He says further in John chapter 1, verse 9. Oh, not him, but it, it, this was said of him. Uh, he is spoken of as the true light. It says here, the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Friends, that's Christmas for you. That's Christmas for every single one of us. So in summary, thus far, not summary of my preaching. I'm just starting, okay? So, but in summary thus far, Catalambano is? Catalambano means? apprehend so what do we have here so it gives us a picture that jesus is the what jesus is the inapprehensible light that shines in the darkness no one can stop the lord no one can restrain the glory of god no one can stop god from showing his mercy knowing no one can stop god from pouring out his grace no one can apprehend the light of the world that's the message that we see here we ask this question again that my professor would ask. So, all right, um, if Jesus is is the inapprehensible light that has come into the world, so, listen, you won't appreciate this unless you understand darkness. Like what I said, the only time we appreciate the light is right after a blackout. We won't appreciate light if we don't understand what darkness looks like. The darkness in the world that we're talking about here is of what? Is the world of evil, of unbelief, of death, and judgment. I want to read the verse also found in John. You know what? I'm just going around the book of John right now. John chapter 3, verse 19. Look at this one. And I want you to look at this carefully. It says here, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world. Look at this one. Here's your sad story. And people, are you a person? It says here, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. So darkness here is the power of evil. So you folks realize that evil has power. Evil has pangs. Evil has a grip. So in essence, reading John chapter 3 verse 19, it gives us a picture that all of us here are taken captive by darkness. All of us here are taken captive by evil. So what does it mean? It simply means that you and I are not bad people. It simply means that you are not a bad person. You are an evil person. Your thoughts are evil. Your ways are evil. Your words are evil. Guess what? In fact, if you read those verses, it gives us a picture that you are indeed the son of the devil. And you love it. Is this a Christmas message? put that in your mind friends we're not bad people we're evil ones incapable of an inclination to honor god or to glorify god ang sabi po dito sa John chapter 3 verse 19 we're what we love evil we love the devil we're the sons of the devil and guess what we love it but friends guess what we all realize that that is not the entire narrative that's not the entire story for us Christians it has already become what the past tense That is our past life. Because the narrative continues and gives us a picture that, in fact, Christmas happened. Crucifixion happened. Resurrection happened. We don't read Christmas story without having the resurrection in mind. Because it tells us, it gives us a picture that the light of the world came to to pierce the world of darkness. And the world of darkness cannot overcome the power of the light. John chapter 12, verse 46, I have come as light into the world that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. You folks catch that? Gives us a picture that Jesus breaks us free from the dominion of darkness. Jesus is the only one who has the capacity to set you free from your addiction. Jesus is the only one who has the capacity to break the chains and the yoke that's pulling you down from worshiping Him. Has it ever occurred to you where you get so frustrated and disappointed with yourself because you keep repeating the same mistake over and over again? We bring those attitudes and allow Jesus to deal with us. And it is Jesus who will what? Free us from those addictions. From those bandages, from those slavery. I have come as light into the world that whoever believes in me, anyone here is a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ? If you are, then this is for you then you are not in darkness anymore. Listen, friends, those of you listening, you are not in darkness anymore. That's why, it means ulo, parang, okay, you're not in darkness anymore. Why do you walk as if you're, why do you are, why do you talk, why do you act as if you are in a world of darkness? You know, to the unbeliever, you know, Jesus comes to what? Jesus comes as a light to illuminate how evil you are, to illuminate your eternal destiny. To tell you that you are headed that way. Sometimes to the believer, Jesus comes as a light, of course, as we understand, to bring about our salvation. But he also comes as a light to what? To expose our hypocrisy. To tell us, um, wait, Archie, why are you doing this on a Sunday and you're doing the very contrast on Tuesday. You know, Jesus comes as a light to, for us, for us believers, he comes as a light to what? To deal, to deal with the sin issues in our life. Who am I here can always say that as a Christian, you still find yourself sinning. I'll be raising my hand. Anyone here who gets tired of sinning and you tell God, Lord, I don't want to do this anymore. Have you ever had those kinds of thoughts in your mind? What does it mean? It simply means that you're coming before the presence of God and you're telling God, Lord, deal with me. Lord, deal with me as a father. Lord, deal with me as a husband. Deal with me, Lord, as a wife. Deal with me, Lord, as a classmate to my friends lord as a classmate to my friends lord deal with me god because i'm not i'm not living up to what to the confession of my mouth when you say those things to god it's actually a good thing it's like you come into the operating room and allow god to do the operation but anyone here who would want to go into an operation room without the light may nakita na ba king gano may mga doktor ba dito surgeon po yung yung brother-in-law ko wala akong nakitang surgeon na nag-oopera na walang ilaw Kasi baka may ibang mapihilang ganoon, puso, patay na. So if we want issues in our life to be dealt with, then we need the illumination of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need the illumination of the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 12, verse 36. I love this because he did not just leave us in darkness to enter his light. Look at this one. He did something else. John chapter 12, verse 36 says, While you have the light, believe in the light that you may become, look at this one, the sons of the light. So he doesn't just pick you out of darkness, he adopts you to become the son of the light. That's why in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, it says Sir, once you were in darkness, but now you are the light of the world, world, Lord, light in the Lord, rather. Walk as children of light. The light will triumph, and that means Jesus will triumph, and all those who believe in him, the children of the light, will triumph. That is what John is telling us here. You know, I feel like, you know, we need to, many of us need to hear this today because of the many things that are happening around us. Like what I was asking a while ago, is darkness your current reality? If darkness is our current reality, I want us to understand that in the end, we know that light will triumph. Amen? That light will triumph. What is our confidence? Our confidence is that, like what I said, light will triumph in darkness. So meaning to say, the church will flourish. The gospel will be preached. The church and the kingdom of God will keep advancing next question perhaps is how can we be sure of light's triumph the light here's here's one of the two ways that we can be uh, assured that light will triumph. here's the first one we can be sure of light's triumph because we know that the light is the life of the Sun the light is the life of the Son of God it says, "There in him was life, and the life was the light of man." John chapter 8 verse 12. "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." In short, the life of Jesus is the light of the world. Still related to all my it's still, it's still related to my uh, minuscule understanding of what light is. I thought light was static. I thought light was just like a light bulb. I thought light was just like a lamppost. But talking to my friend, I realized, man, it's different. According to my friend, light holds what? Different information. Light is like a wave according to him. It is a particle. It's like moving and it's also static at the same time. Now look at this When It says here, the life of Jesus is the light of the world. Now, I want us to understand is every time we start talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus as we understand is not a what? He is not a flickering light. Come on now. He is not a defeated light. In fact, he conquered death to tell every single one of us that he has power over everything. Tells me that if the life of Jesus is the light of the world, man, the church has so much hope. If the light of the world is the life of Jesus, it tells me, friends, that Christianity is not a dead religion. It is not a dead religion. The other aspect that we need to understand here is the fact that the light shines in the world today. The light that shines in the world today is the very life of the Son of God. The light is the life of the Creator of all things. I'll be calling the music team here to join me up here for a while as I wrap this up. Look at this one, John chapter 1, verse 3. We started in verse 5, verse 4, verse 3. Allow me to read verse 3 for all of us for a while. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything, anything made that was made. What is the point? The point is the light is the life of the Creator of all things. We have to say that. Why? Because we said a while ago that darkness has power. In what sense can we say that darkness has power? You cannot overcome it yourself. You keep finding yourself, you know, um, repeating the same mistakes over and over again. In what sense this darkness has power? You see the world around you. We see how our nations, uh, how nations are failing, how nations are falling. You see how, you, you see how disappointed you are with government officials. You see that the agenda of the evil ones are advancing. And you feel like, man, darkness really has power. That's why we need to understand that the light of the world is the life of the creator of all things. Meaning to say, meaning to say, he can always subdue the power of darkness. Why? Because we understand that no created thing is more powerful than its creator. Amen. No created thing is more powerful than its creator. If you can make something out of nothing, according to John Piper, he says you can always turn that something into nothing. Christ has overcome the world. Amen? 9 a.m. service, Christ has overcome the world. Last question from my professor. So, So, what do I make of all of this? So now, I want you to understand this. This Christmas season, you have a calling you know why because what did we say catalambano is apprehend there's no way for darkness to apprehend the advancing light it gives us a picture that in the season as god's children as god's people we have to take the offensive in this season it gives us a picture that as god's people we have to raid darkness What are we doing sitting down what are we doing what, what what's happening in the world right now and we're just watching this from the tv and we're not doing anything as a church of god god is telling us that you know i have given you what i've i've, I've made you the sons of the light so that you can advance look at this one what do we make of this john chapter 1 verse 6 it says there was a man sent from god whose name was john look at this one he came as a witness to bear witness about the light how do you raid the kingdoms of darkness? Pray for, for pray for people, um, uh, pray for people who are demon-possessed. Those things can be done. We can do all of those things, but how can we truly raid the kingdom of darkness? We bear as witness to the light. In short, we make disciples, we make disciples. You know what? When we make disciples, we make concentric circles. Starts with one person. Affects the family. Affects the community. Affects the city. Affects the nations. Affects the nations of the world. God has called us to raid the kingdom of darkness by doing what John did. Jesus is the light because He is the one true illuminator. Who illuminates all spiritual reality I said that John chapter 1 is a prologue isn't it and we said that a prologue is what it's a preliminary story that tells us what the theme of the entire book is guess what the book of John also has an epilogue so the prologue and the epilogue serves as a bookend that brings everything together You know what the epilogue of the book of John is? Here it is, John chapter 20 verse 31. These things are written that you may believe that Jesus Christ, that Jesus is a Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. Amen. You just heard a message from Victory Dumaguete. For more messages like these, or to access other resources. Please visit victorytumaguete.org or like our page on Facebook.